the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Life circumstances uniquely affect people differently, yet God's love, grace, and mercy are limitless. The good news is God's word is uniquely sufficient. He knows what to do in every situation. He made us and he knows us better than we know ourselves. The Bible tells us to trust him, lean on him, and to acknowledge him. Whether it's a success, a setback, or a failure, no matter what it is, God will order our steps when we depend on him and him alone to uniquely perform his good and perfect work within us. Listen as Pastor Rander continues. And Lord, we thank you for the children saying thank you, our seniors saying thank you, a teen saying thank you, for the congregational prayers of thanksgiving offered up to you in everything we give thanks. We thank you, Lord. We thank you. That child said, I I thank you for God. Another child said, I thank you for the blood. Thank you, Lord. We thank you for the preached word. Help us to hear in the spirit, to document, to write. Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. In Jesus' name, all God's children said, you may be seated. Uh, This week and next week, Lord willing, uh, we are going to be preaching messages as it relates to Thanksgiving. We just preach some messages that's that's befitting. Uh, If you have a Bible, take it out and let's use it. And if you got technology, use it. But the first preference here is a Bible because you'll never learn how to use a Bible using your technology. Now, won't y'all say amen? amen? I know y'all so technologically dependent until you say, well, it's all here. But it's something about turning those pages and being able to identify books uh, without the aid of technology. And people can see you with your Bible. That's a witness that, that you belong to the Lord. Amen? So uh, we want you to turn to First uh, Chronicles. First Chronicles uh, chapter 16, verses 8 and 9. First Chronicles chapter 16, verses 8 and 9. This will be our text for this Sunday and next Sunday as well. The scripture says, Give thanks to the Lord and proclaim his greatness. Let the whole world know what he has done. Sing to him, yes, sing his praises. Tell everyone about his wonderful deeds. And from this particular passage, we want to preach from the subject, let's be thankful. Let's be thankful. The question you must ask yourself is, does your heart possess a spirit of thanksgiving in your personal life? 
Americans and Christians alike are abundantly blessed, and yet so many fail to put their gratitude on display. Many Christians are wringing their hands these days, wondering what has happened to our country. Morals are in a free fall. Many believe that there is no right or wrong, only preferences. This has become a very tolerant, inclusive generation toward those who think like the culture. Scandals are so common nowadays that we barely take note of any of them. We live in a day when lawlessness abounds. We can look around at the spiritual decline of America that has removed the name of Jesus and prayer from schools. The name of Jesus and prayer has been removed from graduation, sporting events, and the majority of, and in the majority of our workplaces. Merry Christmas has been replaced with happy holidays. The Supreme Court has redefined marriage. There are heinous crimes, domestic terrorist acts, hate crimes, murder, and a drug epidemic that's sweeping across America right before our eyes. Then we have natural disasters such as floods and fires and tornadoes, earthquakes, hurricanes, and blizzards as as we've seen across our nation. And to make matters worse, the culture has infiltrated many of our churches, which have replaced sound doctrine and Bible teaching with entertainment. If all of this becomes the object of our focus, it will cause us to be fearful and not be thankful. The text says in 1 Chronicles chapter 16, verses 8 and 9, Give thanks to the Lord and proclaim his greatness. Let the whole world know what he has done. Sing to him. Yes, sing his praises. Tell everyone about his wonderful deeds. What a scripture. With that being said, what keeps many saints from truly being thankful to the Lord especially in a season of Thanksgiving. As a matter of fact, we ought to not wait till Thanksgiving Day to to give thanks. Every day is a day of thanksgiving to the Lord. With that being said, what keeps many saints from truly being thankful to the Lord? Number one, because habitual grumblers cannot be thankful. Habitual grumblers cannot be thankful. The Gospel of John chapter 6 verse 40. Three says, Jesus answered them. This is Jesus talking, the authority talking here. Do not grumble among yourselves. Now, a lot of folks say, I don't understand the Bible. How, how many of y'all understood that? Let me see your hands. But stop saying you don't understand the Bible. You just understood that. We must not grumble because the Lord God, Jesus Christ himself says, do not grumble among yourselves. Not only does the Lord hate grumbling, he chastens those who grumble. All over the Bible, but let's, particularly the Old Testament, let's look at Numbers uh, chapter 11 verses 1 and 2. It says, now when the people complained, It displeased the Lord. 
for the Lord heard it. You know why people grumble? They forget that the Lord is listening. The Lord hears your conversation with the husband and wives in the bed, around the table, at your house, in the car. He hears the grumbling of children. He hears the grumbling of members in the church. He hears grumbling in the workplace. The scripture says, for the Lord heard it. Israel grumbled, the Lord heard. And his anger, it made God mad. His anger was aroused. So the fire of the Lord burned among them. In other words, they were consumed, some in the outskirts of the camp. Then the people cried out to Moses. Now here they come crying out to Moses. They were complaining to Moses. Now they're crying out to Moses. Moses, help us. Moses, do something. They were just grumbling at the man. Now they want him to intercede on their behalf. So they cry out to Moses. And when Moses prayed, what a relationship with God. When Moses prayed to the Lord, the fire was quenched. Now that doesn't make you stop grumbling. I don't know what will. Let me ask you a question. If God were to consume by fire all who habitually grumble, murmur, and complain, and did as he did in the case of Israel, I wonder how many would be sitting here today, including teenagers and children. Beloved, grumbling and complaining are sinful, evil, and breaks the unity of the spirit. It is impossible to grumble and be thankful at the same time. So we can't be thankful because so many who say they love the Lord, know the Lord, have a spirit of complaining and grumbling. What keeps many saints from truly being thankful to the Lord? Secondly, being angry stifles a thankful heart. Being angry stifles a thankful heart. In Ephesians chapter 4, verses 26 and 27, it says, Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath. Verse 7, Nor give place to the devil. Now, I love the fact that the word devil is there because we live in a society that don't believe in a real devil. I want to tell you something. I submit to you today, the devil is as real as I'm standing here today. The devil is as real as you're sitting here today. He is a real person, okay? He's a spirit, and he's at work, and he's roaming to and fro, seeking whom he may devour. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy if the devil can dupe you into thinking that he doesn't exist, he's got you right where he wants you to be. And when you are angry, you create a great opportunity for Satan to take advantage of you. Anyone who refuses to let go of anger is open to be exploited by the devil. A thankful heart is the best remedy for an angry spirit. You start thanking God for all the blessings he showered upon you, and your anger begins to wane. I've never seen so many angry people. And truth be told, some of you, under my voice, you've been far too angry this year. Everything sets you off. You, some of you are angry at your husbands. You're angry at your wife. You're angry at your in-laws. You're angry at your grandchildren. You're angry at the workplace. You, you're angry at yourself. Some, some people have the audacity to even be angry at God to your own detriment, to your own physical detriment. Anger will destroy you if it is not dealt with. 
So being angry stifles a thankful heart. Thirdly, an inability to forgive others will keep believers from being thankful. Matthew 6, 14 and 15 says, for if you forgive men when they sin against you, your heavenly father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their sins, your father will not forgive your sins. That is powerful. And sometimes you can know this verse. The sadly, some persons, Christian particularly, can become so familiar with scriptures that they uh, don't really hear what the scripture is saying to their own hearts. Do not expect to receive forgiveness if you cannot forgive those who have sinned against you. That's what it's saying. I say it again. Do not expect to receive forgiveness if you cannot forgive those who sin against you. I'll say it one more time. Do not expect to receive forgiveness if you cannot forgive those who have sinned against you. You cannot be thankful until you forgive, which ushers in a spirit of freedom. Only a heart that's free, only a heart that's been emancipated, only a heart that's liberated can truly be Thankful, But if you are bound by an unforgiving spirit, you are absolutely miserable. You are a hot mess. You, you, you make your, your blood pressure goes up. You're, 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 all, you, you're all been out of shape and you're most difficult to deal with. When are you going to let go and stop destroying yourself? Life is too short for you to be in that state of mind. Freedom. God has called us to liberty. God has called us to emancipation. God has called us to freedom. Let freedom ring in all of our hearts. What a talk in freedom. Live in freedom. Serve in freedom. When we are free, only then God can use us to the maximum of our potential. But when we are bound, we restrict the work of God in our lives. Number four, what keeps many saints from truly being thankful to the Lord? Self-sufficiency keeps many saints from truly being thankful to the Lord. Self-sufficiency. Second uh, Corinthians chapter 3, verse 5 says, Not that we are sufficient in ourselves to claim anything as coming from us, but our sufficiency is from God. Our sufficiency is from God. Beloved, self-sufficiency is to live independently of God. God, I got this. I know what I'm doing. Uh, you, You don't pray and ask for God's direction. Direction, you lean to your own understanding. You fail to acknowledge him and the in the decision-making of life, self-sufficiency is to live independently of God, which is so prideful and so destructive, whereas a Christ-dependent person is blessed by God and has the favor of God. That person has the favor of God, which moves believers to praise the Lord and be thankful. We want to be Christ-dependent. We want to lean on Christ, acknowledge Christ, seek his voice. We we want to move at the prompting of the Holy Spirit. 
And when we listen to God and when we depend on him and not the voices of this world, depend on him and not the the celebrities of this world, to lean on him and listen to him and not the politicians, then we will be in a position to give thanks the way God is due his praise. Number five, what keeps us from being thankful? A rebellious heart will keep anyone from being thankful. A rebellious heart. Romans chapter 1 verse 21a says, yes, they knew God, but they wouldn't worship him as God or even give him thanks. They wouldn't give him thanks. They wouldn't worship him. They were stubborn. A life without God living in the soul will not worship Christ nor give him thanks. First of all, to give God genuine praise and thanksgiving, you need to be born again. You need to trust the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal savior. You need to believe that he is the one and only son of God who came into this world in the fullness of time, born in Bethlehem of Judea as a God baby who grew up into a God child, into a God man and died on that cross for your sins past sins, present sins, future sins of all the peoples of the world and whosoever call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved, my friends. Shall be saved. And once you are saved and saved without a doubt, the life of God being resident in your soul, only then can you give thanks that will bless the heart of God. Only an obedient heart can genuinely worship And thank the Lord. You cannot be rebellious and thank God at the same time. Only an obedient heart can genuinely worship and thank the Lord. Number six, taking God's provisions for granted will keep believers from being thankful to the Lord. Taking his provisions for granted uh, will keep believers from being thankful to the Lord. Philippians 4:19 says, "And my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus." Psalms 34:10 also says, "The young lions lack and suffer hunger. They get hungry. They go they go days sometimes without getting hold to a prey and they're hungry. But those who seek the Lord shall not lack any good thing." God will take care of his children. And and you have no reason to worry. You need to rest in the divine promises of God. God is a God who keeps his word and his word never returns void. Do I have a witness out there? Those who seek the Lord, those who trust in him to supply their needs will be thankful and not take the provisions of God for granted. And that blesses God. You just don't presume upon God. Number seven, many saints cannot be thankful because they focus on the things they do not have instead of the blessings that they already possess. Now, that's a big one. Many saints cannot be thankful because they focus on the things they do not have instead of of the blessings that they already possess. And sometimes you look at other folk, well, I don't have that, or my car can't do that, or my cell phone can't do that, or my glasses uh, uh, don't have, can't bend outwardly. 
you know, <laughs> you, know? Uh, you know, and you look at, then all of a sudden you get miserable. You get absolutely miserable. Many saints cannot be thankful because they focus on what they do not have instead of the blessings that they already possess. As a matter of fact, the truth be told, you got enough right now to keep you until the day of your death. I ought to get a big amen on that. You got, won't you, come on, tell me. Come on, you got enough. I mean, come on. How, how many of y'all in here got more than one pair of shoes? How many of y'all can live with one pair of shoes? Huh? Thank you, Holy Ghost. How many, what, just one pair. That's a one pair. Will that stop you from living? Can you still work in one pair of shoes? Can you come to church in one pair of shoes? If the, uh, how many of you have more than one dress or one suit? A one tie. How many of you got? Come on, raise your hand. True confession. Good for the soul. But if you only had one dress, a one tie, one set, could you still come and worship God and shout and be happy in the Lord with that same color tie, that same dress, that same glasses? Those same, you know, we got glasses now to match outfits. Same pair of glasses. Same, can, can you make a joyful shout unto the Lord? How much will it take for you to get glad in the Lord? You worried about, well, I, you know, I wore this week before last. You know, I, I, they, I can't wear that. They're going to they're gonna know I had that. No, they think that's all I got. Who are you trying to impress? You're here to glorify God. You're here to praise God. You're here to worship God. Who cares if somebody will, if we, you know what? If I pass an edict, I said, okay, for the next month, let's all make a commitment to wear the same thing we got on for the next four Sundays. It'll be quite difficult for some of y'all, some of y'all to do. Think about that. You mean I can't change hair color? I can't change. I can't change my nail color. I can't change my shoes. I can't change my tie. I can't change my suit. Everybody for one month, we gonna all wear the same thing for four straight weeks. I believe that'll be humbling. I believe it'll be liberating. I believe we could really have some church in here. Do I have a way? I believe we can have some church because nobody's looking at anybody. You just glad you are here. You glad you can move and live and have your being. You woke up this morning. God started you on your way. Trying to press, impress folk that don't like you anyhow. Oh, God, help me to preach this message. Ooh, number eight. (laughs) I'm not hardly through. (laughs) Comparing yourselves to others obstructs your ability to be thankful. Ooh, let me labor with this. Comparing yourselves to others obstructs your ability to be thankful. There's a particular scripture, and I love the way it says it in the New Living Translation. It says it's something like this in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 12. 
Oh, don't worry. We wouldn't dare say that we are as wonderful as these other men who tell you how important they are. But they are only comparing themselves with each other, using themselves as the standard of measurement. How ignorant. Did you get that? How ignorant. I got a lot to say about this. Comparison creates discontentment. It creates a lack of peace. And it creates a lack of joy. Comparison. Keeping your eyes on Christ and not others will help you to maintain a spirit of gratitude. Okay? It'll keep you from comparing. Keeping your eyes on whom? Christ and not others. Comparing, 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 comparing will help you maintain a spirit of gratitude. Beloved, there will always be someone around you who looks better. That's right. You're not the best looking person in this church. If you think you are, you proud as I don't know what. Come up here and start praying at this altar. I'm the best looking. Huh. You, You drying up and don't know it. (laughs) If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching and would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit MaranathaSA.org where you will find an archive of audio messages, service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much more. Maranatha Bible Church is located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North, Converse, Texas 78109. And if you would like to make a special donation to support the radio ministry of Maranatha Bible Church, please visit our website at maranathasa.org. Select the Give option and choose the Radio Broadcast Support Fund. Thank you very much for your generosity. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.